Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. A man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things and love never ends have you noticed that the God-given institution of marriage is under attack from the world we hear about the statistics we watch the news we see the blatant disrespect for marriage on television and in the movies and it seems that the world is evangelizing the church instead of the church evangelizing the world on this God-given institution. It appears that many of us have given up trying to spend time with our wives. Apparently, it's just easier to medicate ourselves with work and sports and porn instead of re-engaging in the activities that we did to pursue our spouse in the first place. Well, I've got good news. It doesn't have to be that way. And by the grace that is given through Almighty God, you have the ability to engage and to strengthen your marriage by dating your wife once again. Pastor Justin Buzzard is the founder and lead pastor of Garden City Church in Silicon Valley. Justin has been dating his wife for 11 years and is the father of three young sons. He is the author of several books, including Date Your Wife, which is our topic for today. Justin, welcome back to the Dustin Daniels Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to uh, to talk and see what God does with this time. You know, last week we introduced your book, and we, we discussed what goes wrong with marriage. And this week we want to discuss the other side of that coin. We want to give lots of hope through the gospel of Christ here and how marriages go right. So... Yeah. Justin, let's begin our discussion with, with the responsibility. We touched on this last week, the responsibility that God gives men in marriage. I mean, this is a, a huge responsibility. Can we actually handle that responsibility of marriage on our own? 
Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, I think the, the responsibility that we are given as men, as husbands, is, is big. And so I think a man needs to enter marriage uh, soberly, really looking at, at what the Scriptures say it, about what it means to be a husband and what we're called to do and how we love our wives and, and, and lead our families. It's an enormous one. And but, but what we must also see is that we are not meant to handle that responsibility by ourselves. And that, that's that's all over the scriptures. So that we are meant to be men. We are meant to be husbands only in the strength uh, that God provides and the grace that He provides. And and that's just good news. I think most men are out there kind of slogging their way through manhood and marriage through their own grit and strength and energy. And it, and it doesn't have to to be that way. Uh, we need, I think, before a man really can hear this though got to be humbled in some way and and, and, and and really see, oh yeah, I, I can't do that in my strength, because most men want to do everything in, in their own strength, uh, and, and including myself. Uh, I'm part of that. Uh, and so a guy has to see that the Holy Spirit empowers him to do what the Scriptures command him to do. Uh, the responsibility, I like thinking of responsibility this way, responsibility is my response to his ability. And so when the Scriptures give you this responsibility as a man, it's it's simply you responding to God's ability, to God's power, to God's grace at work in your life and in the world. And then you you start to see that marriage uh, takes on a whole new level of joy and excitement because you see that every single day in your marriage, God is at work. God is doing something. God is going before you that really the most important person in your marriage uh, isn't you, isn't your wife. It's it's God uh, at work in your marriage. Justin, talk about the importance of of godly men in your life. This this idea of friends. It's uh, I think it's almost an epidemic that we try to do so many things by ourselves, just like you said, and and that's not what life is about. It's it's seeking first the kingdom of Almighty God, and and when we look at the life of Jesus, he was always in community. Even yeah. even when he went off to pray, he was still in community with his father. And and we are isolated as a culture, and isolation always leads to death. What's your thought on having godly men, and not just one guy? I mean, for us to have friends, we have to be a friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah men need friends, and most men don't have them. And I, I don't understand all the reasons why. I, I think about this a lot. You know, as I lead our church, we're, we're almost three years old, a new church plant here, and as I walk with men, I just realize, man, so many guys don't have friends. And, and I personally can't imagine that. I can't imagine, I'm, I'm 35, um, I mean, I just can't imagine being here in my mid-30s, being married, having three sons, uh, leading the church, having the different responsibilities I have on my shoulders, and not having uh, some solid guy friends around me who I enjoy, who I love to be with, who I have fun with. Uh, and who I can go to in times of crisis, and who challenge me, who confront me, who pray for me, who support me, who are in my corner. I just I can't I can't imagine doing uh, life and handling my responsibilities with, without that. And so I I get sad when I encounter men who don't have that. I think I think part of it is that early on in life, friendships just happen naturally. You know, you're in you're in fifth grade, and you spend all day with all these other people in your classroom and they're just your these got people become your friends or they live next door to you and then you know if you went off to college you're in the dorm rooms all the time 
we think you're busy in that time of life, but now we recognize we, we really weren't. Uh, we just had a couple of classes, and we hung out with our friends all the time, and those guys became our great buddies, and they were our groomsmen in our wedding. Uh, but all of a sudden, you wake up one day, and, and you're married, and you've got a big job, and it keeps you really busy, and you've got this commute, and more responsibilities on your plate than ever before, and all these bills. And you just wake up one day, and you realize, wait, I haven't made any time for friendships. Where are my friends? What what happened? And so I think it's an issue of um, making friendship a priority, where it was this default thing that happened in our life uh, pre-marriage. Once you're married, once you've got kind of a big job, I think you have to really make it a priority and be intentional about building close friendships. Uh, it doesn't. It's not something that happens automatically. Whereas earlier in our life, I think it's something that sort of happened automatically. Yeah, it takes a lot of work, doesn't it? I mean, it's you got kids and the job and 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 trying to date your wife, and and that's the focus of the show today. You, I think you need someone to look you directly in the eyes and call you a knucklehead when you get sideways and go, dude, you need to date your wife. Jesus was both truth and grace, and it yep. seems to me, Justin, that when I look at the friendships that that men have in the church, there's there's an element of truth, but it's not the kind of truth that, that we need to hear for us to change. Yeah, yeah, you're never going to receive, at least I never have, I don't think you receive truth well unless it's given in, in love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that's ever really changed me has been love coming, you know, laced with truth, but coming through, coming from people who really knew me, really cared about me, really really loved me. And so, you know, our churches, you know, for men, churches need to be a place where there's rich friendship for men. And uh, that's not the case for a lot of guys. A lot of guys uh, view churches, hey, I go to a service, you know, with my with my wife and kids, I attend a service for an hour, hour and a half, and I go home. And that's clearly not a biblical picture of the church. <laughs> right. church, is, yeah. church is a community of people, a family of people excited about the love of Jesus and living life together and on mission together. And it's just, I, I just, when a man really gets a picture of what the church could be, I don't know what man wouldn't want to be a part of something like that. It's uh, it's amazing. It's this incredible community of friends. And so I think, you know, churches need to be a place where men can can develop great friendships and not... And, and again, a man can't think that's going to just automatically happen. He's got to actually show up and put some time into it, and he, this doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but then in a man's weekly schedule, too, he's got to make some time to, to get with some get with friends. Uh, make it a priority that, hey, right before work, I'm going to get together with this guy for breakfast or meet meet up with this guy during lunch or, or whatever it might be. You've got to make time for it. And that's a great place to start. I love that suggestion. Put it on your calendar, gentlemen. Yeah. Mean, how yeah. hard is how hard is getting up an hour early and having coffee with somebody once once a week? And, yeah. uh, wa- and just watch what God does with that relationship and how that relationship will actually affect your marriage in such a powerful way because it's been my experience that we can't really love our our wife until we love another man the way that God intended that love to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we make time for whatever's most important to us. So if, if a man says, hey, having some, some solid guy friendships is really important to me, then then he'll make time for it. Um, we, have, we have to make time for it, as you said. Put it on the calendar and you write in your book, you will not pursue your wife until you know the God who pursues you. I love that. Can you say more? Until a man gets Jesus, until a man can sit down, not being productive, not achieving anything, not accomplishing anything, 
just sit down and see and believe and feel the reality that that God has pursued him, that God loves him, that, that Jesus lived a perfect life for him, died a perfect death on the cross in his place, and that that now God looks at him with this white-hot, passionate, 100% unconditional, undeserved love for him, and that God is his father, and he's God's son. Until a man can learn to to feel that, and to rest in that, and to really take that at heart, I think a man's not going to love his wife the way he's meant to. Um, because we're, we're meant to love our wife, pursue our wife, take great care of her, even when things aren't going great, even when she hasn't, you know, been very encouraging to us, has been more difficult to live with that week or, or whatever it is, um, grace, I believe, changes everything. Uh, changes everything in a marriage, everything in a person's life. And when a man can come at his wife that way, like, hey, I'm going to love her even if she's not, you know, in a great mood or loving me back, that just changes the entire culture of, of, of a marriage. And so... I think a man has to first really get the love of Jesus deep into his heart. And that's not a one-time thing. You know, you keep coming back to that and re- rekindling that awareness. But, yeah, you've you got to understand how God pursues you and loves you first. Today on the program, Pastor Justin Buzzard, author of a book called Date Your Wife. For more information, you can visit Justin's website at justinbuzzard.net. Now, one of the things that you talk about, Justin, is this idea of idolatry and and you can't be the husband that God wants you to be until you understand this thing called idolatry in your life. So is this some type of, you know, Buddha totem pole thing that, that we're bowing down to? Or is this yeah, something much, yeah, yeah. much deeper and richer? Yeah, no. Like if a man sat down today and read through the entire Bible in one day, which obviously is impossible, if you read through the whole thing from Genesis to Revelation, see that the biggest problem in, in individuals in churches, in societies, in cities, is idolatry. And idolatry is is making anything, anyone or anything more important than God. An idol is anything in your life, even a very good thing, like marriage or work or succeeding and stuff. It's, it's putting anything, making anything more important than God. And and that becomes slavery. And so this, this happens even in marriage. Uh, when, a, when a man makes his marriage more important than God, or when a man makes his work more important than God, when a man makes uh, success and making money more important than God, whatever it might be, that ends up enslaving you. Uh, you end up that that thing becomes a taskmaster and a false god over your life, and you're doing everything you can to satisfy that that false god, to worship that false god. I mean, we're, we're made to worship. God created us to worship. And if we're not worshiping God, we're worshiping some smaller lesser thing that will eventually suck all the life out of us and, and, and kill us. And so I, I think it's critical in marriages. I always, you know, we look at this a ton in, in the premarital counseling I do, is looking at what idols can tend to drive your life, what, what can you tend to worship instead of God. Is it, is it control? Uh, is it approval? Is it, is it money? Is it power? What is it? And diagnosing those and repenting, not just of sort of surface sins, or I sinned in this way, I did this, but no, I've been worshiping something other than God, and getting men and women to really see that. And that is the great news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, is that Jesus doesn't just make us better, does he? He makes us, he makes us new. We're not like yeah. a, a, 
version 1.1, he gives us yeah. this new heart. And, and you talk about how the gospel transforms not just you and your marriage, but he takes that old marriage and it's not just upgrading. It's this idea of new. Can you talk about the, the difference between upgrade and the newness of marriages yeah. when you start dating yeah. your wife? Yeah, Jesus Jesus isn't interested in just making you a little better or making your marriage, you know, a little better and giving you a few improvements and tweaks. And I didn't write this book to give men a little bit of advice to have a little bit of a better marriage. Um, it's written so that men would have an encounter with Jesus and, then, and be made new, and their marriage would be would be made new. I mean, Jesus gives us a new heart, and we're, we're made new creations. We become we, we have a, take on an entire new identity. And I, and I think a marriage can take on an entire new identity, culture, shape, uh, flavor, where where what was once, you know, again, guys listening to this, guys reading the book, there's going to be different types. Some guys, their marriage is just an absolute train wreck right now. Others, their marriage is just kind of mediocre, just kind of okay. Uh, other guys, their marriage is pretty good, but but needs some, need some, some change. Um, with, with any of those kinds of marriages, um, I think everything becomes new. When a man and a woman see that hey, my marriage is here, not just for me, my marriage is here for God. My marriage is here to to show off to the world what a relationship with God really looks like. I mean, it's no accident that in the Bible, God is, is constantly telling us, hey, my relationship with you is like a marriage. It's, your marriage is just a shadow of what you have with me. It's this eternal covenant. It's, it's based on grace. It's based on complete commitment, complete faithfulness. Uh, I, w- I will never go anywhere. And when a man and woman can discover that safety in God, they can discover that same kind of safety and enjoy that and display that same kind of compelling uh, safety and freedom in their marriage that I think the world desperately needs, desperately needs to see. So, yeah, it makes marriages new. They take on a whole new character. Obviously, with marriage, the, the one characteristic that makes marriage marriage is sex. And you tell this unbelievable story of, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, the Lombardos. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? The Lombardos. And, and you say, they told you, they told you that sex gets better with each decade of marriage. Yeah. Uh, can you, yeah. can you talk about that? Because that's so anti, you know, cultural of what we're doing here. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, this, this is something that blew my wife and away. We we blew my wife and I away. We had been just gotten married. We'd been married, I don't know, maybe a month or two at the time. And uh, and by the grace of God, both my wife and I entered marriage as virgins. And so we were just enjoying sex, and this is all new, and, and, and figuring this whole thing out. And we were we were spending time with this couple that uh, you know mentored us, and we're we're in their living room. And at the time, they were in their uh, early to mid seventies. And we were chatting with them. They're asking us about marriage, and uh, we're asking us about sex. And we were saying, "Man, this is amazing! It's incredible! This is so so fun, so exciting! We're enjoying this. This is great." And they they looked at us and started kind of giggling. And my wife and I went, "What's this about?" And they looked at us and they said to us, "They said sex has gotten better for us with each decade. You guys kind of you guys don't know what real great sex is." Uh, and it's the best now that it's ever been. And we're staring at them, looking at them, and they're in their 70s, and they're and they're older, and they've got wrinkles. And I'm thinking, what? Best now? What? Really? And at the time, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. And now, um, you know, 
our, we celebrate our 11-year anniversary in two days. And so, you know, only been married 11 years, but at least, you know, a, a little over a decade in now, I, I get what they mean. Because certainly for us, uh, sex, lovemaking has just gotten, you know, a hundred times better than it was when we first first began. So I can only imagine what happens as the decades roll by and as you better know your spouse, love your spouse, have more history, as you better understand the grace of God, as you better understand what sex was really intended to be and how it points us to true intimacy uh, that, that we have with God. So yeah, that, that blew me away, that, that conversation with them. You know, I, I, love, I love radio. And the, the reason that I love radio is because you can't see what's going on behind the scenes. And as I asked you that question, and this, I think, goes to prove the spiritual battle that rages around marriage today, Justin, is as I asked you that question, I've been doing radio a long time. The microphone falls off the stand. Yeah. And as you're speaking, another something else happens. And it's it's I think imperative for us to understand that this marriage that you are speaking about the the marriage with a small m reflects the beauty and the majesty and the glory of the the marriage with a capital m and that's Christ yep. in the church. And I was say yeah, it's Satan Satan hates marriage. Satan hates it. Uh the first thing he tried to destroy back in Genesis is he tried to destroy a marriage and it's exactly for those reasons that marriage isn't just about marriage, just isn't just about you and your wife. It's about uh, the capital M marriage with with God. It's about it's about that. So he hates it. He's passionate to try to destroy it, and he has his different strategies uh, that he uses with different people to try to bring in uh, discouragement, lies, uh, whatever distance, whatever it might be, to try to eat away at and destroy marriages. Today on the show, Pastor Justin Buzzard, author of Date Your Wife. Once again, visit his website, Justin Buzzard. Dot net. Pick up the, the book and start dating your wife. This is exactly what the lowercase m is all about, gentlemen. And when you start dating your wife, when you start seeking first the kingdom of Almighty God and pouring your life into her through him, your, your marriage will drastically be changed from this day forward. That's the beauty and the glory and the hope that's in the gospel. You can visit DustinDanielsRadio.com if you would like to re-listen to this show. We also have 80 programs plus that contain other Christian authors and pastors and filmmakers. And we discuss one thing, and that is God's plan of purity, his plan of holiness. And for a lot of us, it's this idea of sexual purity that leads us into the great chasm of his holiness. And God's purity of sex and, and singleness, marriage, family, children, and finances. Once again, uh, you can listen iTunes, podcasts, you can email us your questions. And if you want to get started with a online community dealing with some of the purity issues in your life, I would in, encourage you to visit our website and get connected that way. That will then lead you to a group, a small group that discusses God's plan of sexual purity in your life. So once again, thank you so much for supporting this radio ministry. This radio program is flat out a miracle, and it exists only by the grace of Almighty God. I am so thankful 
that he is using you with your prayerful, your financial support to spread this message of purity to check it out over 75 countries around the world. Once again, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com to learn more. If you're a Twitter person, you can follow me at Purity Pastor, and you can like us on Facebook at Dustin Daniels Radio. The kingdom of God, guys, isn't just a lot of talk. It's living, and it's living in God's power, the power that is in the very name and shed blood of Jesus Christ. And my prayer for you is to live in God's power because it is for freedom that Christ sets you free. I love you. I'll see you next week. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.